Great to have you company. Thank you for listening. Uh, we are, why am I t- I'm turning the wrong one down. Isn't that funny? Uh, no, it's really great to have you company. You know, it's funny. I um, had a uh, DM exchange earlier. Um, and I'm going to share it with you because um, it's just embarrassing what I just did. But here's how wild I am. I'm just going to publish that. I got a DM from Matt Dower. Now, for those of you who don't know, Matt Dower is the man behind the pots and pans on Tony Martin's Sizzletown podcast. He DM'd me and I said, mate, I just think you're feeling a genius. I, I don't know anyone who make, who does production like you do. Sizzletown is an epic production. I said, I'm more of a hit record, talk, hit stop and upload kind of podcaster, which is exhibited by this very show where I just faded my own microphone down instead of the intro. Genius. Well done, Trev. And if you have not enjoyed Sizzletown. Honestly, it's the only other podcast I listen to. <laughs> I don't listen to any podcast. I don't even listen to this one. Um, but Sizzletown is, how do I sell it? So Tony Martin uh, from, I don't know, Late Show fame, DJ, whatever you want to call it. But I watch him on the Late Show. Um, one of the funniest guys uh, going around. And, you know, the, the old days of Martin and Malloy, I've still got the brown album over here somewhere. Um, he's just a funny, funny guy. But he hosts a late night call-in show. So, honestly, he's a Victorian, New Zealander Victorian, but I'm telling you, it's modelled on 3AW, right? It is hilarious. Tony is the host. He's the callers. He's, I think he's the cat. And it's so much fun. Because, not because Tony is a genius and the voices and the ideas and the scripts and the, all that, but because it's so well produced. It's legit funny. And there's only one every month or so. So, I just bought myself a hoodie. I'm going to wear that proudly when it arrives. And I recommend you check out Sizzletown as a podcast, just because why not? I mentioned last week, I'll bring you this show. I'm in Korea right now, but that hasn't stopped me, folks. Oh, no. Um, We've got your calls lined up, a bunch of them to get through. And I look forward to sharing my thoughts uh, with those callers with you. And we do it all thanks to the great people at LG. If you haven't seen the Mood Up Fridge, this is a game changer when it comes to style and design. Literally thousands of color combinations that you can have on your fridge, but not something you not not you choose when you buy it. You get it home, and you choose it when you want. Plus, if you're having a party, just set it to party tunes. It'll play the music and pump along to the beat with the speak with the the lights changing color to the tunes. It's very very cool. Plus, it's obviously LG's best fridge technology. So you've got the Nocta view inside. It cools from front and back, so it's much more advanced cooling. Um, it's just such a great way to look at the fridge as a different part of your kitchen. Not for everyone, but I'll tell you right now, if you're renovating and you've got some fancy designs for your kitchen, check out the LG Mood Up fridge. You can find out more details at lg.com. In the meantime, it's time to take your calls. This is the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long taking your calls. You've got a tech question. You bought something. You want to brag? I don't mind. Uh, EFTM.com. G'day, Ron. Good day, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, yeah, next year I'm hoping to uh, do the great lap of Australia. Oh, yeah. And looking at uh, what can keep me in touch with the world if I needed to do that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what would be... What are we driving? Things? 
Oh, that's the big question at the moment. We're sort of tossing up on a new vehicle, so mm. uh, don't don't ask that question. <laughs> I get too confused. Oh, what are the options, uh, mate? Narrow it down for me. What are you debating? Uh, two hundred series, yeah. uh, Hilux or D Max. You just go. That's, that's not a bad little run down there. Jeez, good stuff. Uh, It'll the, be an enjoyable uh, trip. The 200 sort of leads the pack. It certainly I'm does. Sure I've got the budget. I was just going <laughs> to say, sure it might, might blow the it. budget a touch there, but uh, it's a it's yeah, a beautiful so. vehicle, well loved. What? Um, yeah. So you're looking for connectivity while you're away? Yeah, that's the uh, the big thing. So a lot of people look to be using Starlink at the moment. Yeah. And uh, is that the the way to go, or is there something better? Cheaper? I mean, look, in the end, you got two options. One is relying on 3G, 4, sorry, 4G, 5G, wherever you go. Um, because yep. remember, most of the time you're using this when you're set up, like you've put up camp. Now, yep. obviously in some of the most remote areas, you're not going to get 4G or 5G, but I don't know, sometimes in those moments, isn't that what you want is just to be off the grid. Um, if you do yeah. think you need internet in those places, then Starlink is the only option. Um now, okay. Telstra later this year is going to start selling Starlink, but I don't think it'll apply to what uh, Starlink called RV mode. I think it'll be very home-based. I don't think it'll be any cheaper. Um, so yep. it is what it is today, which is, you know, 140 bucks a month, unbelievable speed um, and, you know, great service. Uh, you need to yep. You need to buy it and then configure it for RV mode, they call it, which means your address changes and moves. Um, which means you don't get priority on the network, but you won't notice. It's fine. It's great, but it's 140 bucks a month, mate. It's a it's a bit of coin if you're uh, pulling up stumps for the for the year, but it's also <laughs> that's, that's the the util- It's like that's like saying, do we want to take water or should we just hope that there's water everywhere we go? Like it's connectivity. It's internet. Internet. That's right. Can you live without it? Yeah, I think you do need. Well, I'd like to say yes, but uh, I'm not sure in this day and age whether you can. I don't. I don't think it. you can. Now, the big tip right now is, um, would you live in a metro area or a regional area? Uh, metro. Then find someone who lives in a regional area and get them to order the satellite dish because it's only 200 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. As, a, as opposed to spending 600 or 1000 which you might pay in a, in a metro area. Yeah. So, but as soon as you buy okay. it, you're on the hook for the plan. <laughs> so just make sure when you're ready to travel, a month out, you get someone to buy it. On uh, on in a regional area, hopefully that that deal lasts until then. But in reality, mate, it's okay. it's the only way to travel. It's the only way to get connectivity okay. if you really want it. Like I, I, it'd be yep. if I if my wife said, "Let's do the lap of the map." Aside from saying, "Who are you and what have, what have you done with my wife?" The first thing I'd say is, <laughs> "Where's my Starlink?" That's the f- I'd do that before I got a caravan. Is that uh, oh, is that right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Now that's how connected that I need to be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're probably a bit different to me. Maybe, but, but uh, you know, I think we all have our little uh, our little intricacies that we love, the things we connect with on the internet. I don't think you'll use it as much yeah. as you think you will, but I think in those moments where you go, let's stay here for three days, let's just enjoy these waterfalls or whatever it is, and let's just stay here for three days. Yeah. Um. Then you don't yeah. have to worry about. It. You can tell your family. You can you can do all that stuff. And you know what? You might Pretty become fun. the 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 traveling uh, roadshow that actually gives other people internet as well. Charge someone else five bucks to get on the internet for three days. You know. <laughs> In the caravan parks, mate. So how many can it link to? Well, it's just a little Wi-Fi box, right? So you could connect probably 
20 or 30 devices, at the very least 10, like if even if it's restricted in any way, which is, you know, your, you and your missus and a couple of devices is going to be half that. So there's no reason why yeah. visitors can't use it as well. Oh, okay. There you go. So. That, that's a great thought. Thank you very much. I'm here for I like you, that man. idea. Well, enjoy yeah. the uh, – you've got a lot of shopping to do. You need a car, you need a van, uh, you need a plan, you need internet. So best of luck. Great. Thanks, Trevor. Thanks no for your worries, help. mate. Appreciate Good on it. you. Enjoy it. And Good hope, hope Thanks, the lab goes Bye. well. I'm sure it will. Good on you. Thanks Thank for you. getting in touch. Cheers. Um, I mean, it's something I would love to do. No no question. But I, I just don't have it in me. <laughs> I really don't. I just don't have it in me. Anyway, maybe another time. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, EFTM.com. Philip's on the line. G'day, Philip. G'day. How are you? Mate, very well. What can I do for you? Yeah, a couple of months ago, I got a letter from a financial institution saying that some of my data had been stolen. So that obviously concerned me a bit. So I wanted to have a look at the way I'm managing my data and the amount of passwords that I have that are currently very similar just so I can try and remember them yeah. and uh, end up putting lots of different ones in and trialling them. And I was just wondering whether there's a, uh, a reputable password manager app or something that I can get to um, to manage those passwords so I don't have to continue to try and think up really weird passwords. Yeah. Do you use an Apple iPhone or a Samsung Android phone? What do you use? I've got an Apple. And what's your computer and tablet setup? Have you got a lot of Apple devices or a bit of both? Bit I've of got an Apple Mac and I've also got an Android tablet as well. So the um, the best thing I could advise, here's what I do. I, I put my faith in Google, right? So I use a Google browser on every device, um, my, my iPhone, my tablet, my computer, and I use a Google yes. account. And whenever you signed into that Google account, things carry across. So... If I launch a new computer, and I get new computers all the time to test, I just log into Chrome, Google Chrome, log in, and within five minutes, I can type any password, and it just works because it remembers them all. And it sits behind the the kind of biometrics of your device, so your fingerprint or your face ID as well. Now, if you wanted a specific app just on your phone that you can look at, then I'd probably uh, go with Trend Micro. They have a password manager, simple, easy-to-use app. And again, we're talking about a company that, is known for security and safety. So you're not putting your faith in a third-party startup from Silicon Valley, if you like. Um, I don't use one of those apps because I simply have everything stored through my device. So Apple remembers a bunch of stuff. Google remembers a bunch of stuff. And, um, yeah, hey, presto, I don't remember passwords at all. <laughs> I struggle with them. So the, so the data's safe. Once, once I do that... Um my passwords are safe. That's right. So what they're, they're, they're encrypted on your device and they're only unlocked by your biometrics or by your primary password. So the password for, so like I'm sitting on my Mac here, it doesn't have any fingerprint ID. If I try and log into a site, even using credit cards, it you know, remembers all my banking, my passwords, sorry, not my passwords, my credit card numbers and stuff. It just says, what's your computer login? So I've got my computer login and it's a strong, secure password that no one else knows. And um, it just unlocks my password. On my phone, if I try and use a password, it just tries my face ID. If it's my face, it puts the password in. So, yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's, it's a great way to do it. I don't think Google's doing a lot of it, but I've seen some ads where they're pushing this hard now. Use Google Chrome and it's, it's keeping your password safe. So, yeah, I think it's a great way to go. Perfect. Thanks for your help. I appreciate it. All right, it. mate. You have a great day. 
You too. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, mate. No worries at all. Um, yeah, look, it's not rocket science. That everyone has an opinion on this stuff as well. I get that. But, uh, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's an easy way to go. Uh, Google Chrome. And if you're looking for a specific app, Trend Micro, Password Manager. Thank you for listening. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, go to the website, eftm.com. John did that. G'day, John. Hi, how are you? Yeah, really well. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. What can I do for you, mate? Yeah, how, how do you protect your uh, number from being used as a pay ID by somebody else, like if they know your number? Oh, that's an excellent question. So obviously pay ID is the banking system where if you've got a bank account with pretty much any bank now uses it. You can add a phone number or an email address as or both as the way people contact you. So if I was to give it, give you my number now, John, right now, and you went onto your bank and you typed it in, it would actually say it's Trevor Long and you could put $20 in and it would just send it to me, right? So the way you set it up is you put in the number, but then it sends a text message to you to validate it. Same with the email. Right. It sends a, like right. a, you know, all like those two-factor codes that you get. It basically sends one of those codes, and if you right. correctly enter that code, then it tags up your mobile phone number with that account. So that's, I, I guess that's their spam prevention or scam prevention methodology, which seemingly works because the scams mostly come after the fact, which is people say, I want to send you some money via pay ID, and you go, yeah, cool, cool, and then they go, you need to upgrade your pay ID and you start getting all these strange text messages and emails. That's dodgy. It's not legit. Ignore it. But mate, I got to I got to tell you, I would set up pay ID today if I was you. It's such a great way to get money from people. Okay, fantastic. All right, mate. No Thanks. worries at all. So next time you got to split a bill with your mates, you can just say, "Listen, you got my mobile. Send me the money." Right. Okay. That's fantastic. How it works. Good on you, John. Thanks Enjoy your enough. day. Thank you very much. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Uh, and if you've got a question like John, just go to the website, eftm.com. doesn't matter how simple or complex it is. Great to have your company. Trevor Long taking your calls. Pete's on the line. G'day, Pete. G'day, Trev. How you doing? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, there was a, there was a, a scam to do with phones a yep. couple of weeks ago. Yep. Mm. Now, um, we get we get a, um, a two-factor um, security um, thing on your phone, right? Yep. So, so they send you a text message to say that this is the security number and then you put that into the website. Yep. Like when you're banking or something like that. Now, if someone steals your phone, yeah. they can still get access to that information, can't they? Well, I see where you're going with this. You're making a valid point. But the thing is, what phone have you got today? I got the AA14. So if I had your phone, what could I do with it? Well, if if you stick it in front of my face, then you can access my – and get a password, for instance, you can access my banking account. Yeah. And it'll send my phone a six-digit code – yeah. that you respond to, and it, it then opens up my bank account. So that's spot on. I've got to have you physically captive. I've got to hold it in front of your face. And here's the thing. You've got to stare at it too. Did you know that you can't just 
you know, have closed eyes. You've got to open your eyes and look at the phone. It's it's got to be that attentive. So let's be let's be crude. Okay. If you're next to a dead body and grab their phone, it won't face ID unlocked. <laughs> right? That's how that's how security is. So in that extreme circumstance, yes, I mean, but they may as well just take your wallet and ask for your PIN number, right? Like, yeah, that that it's that level of of kind of crime at that point. And let's be real, it doesn't happen a lot, I don't think. So I think in that situation, then because you where you were going, I know you were going to say, what if we had a second phone for that level of security? Mate, not a bad yeah. idea. Imagine you and your wife or a partner or you had a best mate or something and you just go, you know what, you're you're my number and I'm yours. Um, you'd, you'd have to put a lot of trust in that person, obviously, because and they'd also need to be really responsive. So my um, my YouTube account that isn't my normal email address, um, uh, it's like my Google account and it's used for something. I think it's used for the backup of our website. And so Ben, my legendary um, web guy, if he needs to log in again, it needs to send me a code and then I need to be – he needs to text me and go, have you got the code? And then I need to text back immediately, yes, I do. So you kind of rely on everyone being on the phone at the right time. It, it just becomes, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Better off rolling the dice about that person holding you hostage and putting you in a chair and sticking a face, uh, a phone in your face. Take my money. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. No, well, I was just thinking, trying to – Trying to think outside the square when when everything is on your, your yeah. one phone, why couldn't you have a second one where that type of information for security you know reasons? If, went to if you phone? if you um, so I think about what's in my bank account and I go, mate, good luck, enjoy your life. Like you're not going to retire on my bank account. So if if that was a concern for you, I think you're on. You're, it's absolutely spot on. You could totally go buy a simple, cheap two hundred dollar phone. You could buy a 365-day expiry Aldi SIM card, which will cost you 15 bucks and nothing more because you won't ever send a message or make a call. You just need to top it up every year for $15. And then you can put it in your drawer at your office or at your desk, you know, at home. And you only do your banking and that sort of stuff when you're sitting at that desk, when you got it with you. Like, why not? That's correct. I don't need to carry it around. Nope. And, and no, you know... Normally- if- yeah. If you need it when when you're out, oh, you just say to yourself, "I can't do this till I'm home." Like, do you remember back in the day before we were, you had the internet in our hands and we had to do something. You just wait until you got somewhere. <laughs> yes, I remember putting twenty cents into a phone, into an Ultra phone. Yes. Oh, geez, you did that. We just what we our, our deal was. You just ring twice, and that would mean I'm at the station. Come pick me up, and you'd hang up. <laughs> ring, ring, I ring, never ring. <laughs> Good one. All right. Well, that's. I think it's a great idea, mate. For for genuine total security, um, a second phone in a you know in a drawer or or in the family safe at home, you know whatever, um, could yeah. be could be a, a total way of, of covering yourself for security. Okay. Good on you, Pete. Have Just a great day, I'm mate. Thanks, Trevor. Good on you, mate. You too. Good on you. Thanks very much. I mean, it's not a terrible idea. Actually, I, I was I was not attuned to the idea originally. And now I'm all in. Great idea. Uh, Good on you, Pete. Great thinking. All right. Let's keep going with calls. Errol's on the line. G'day, Errol. G'day, uh, Trevor. How you going, mate? Mate, really well. What are you up to, buddy? Oh, well, trying to sort out a a few problems with with the new TV. Oh, no. What did you buy? 
Uh, I bought a Samsung, uh, the 75 inch Samsung. Yep. Uh, smart, just one of those smart TVs. So, yeah. uh, with all the bells and whistles, I think. Um, but uh, the problem I'm having, Trevor, is that I've got a, uh, uh, on my old TV, I had a Fetch TV. Yeah. And I had Foxtel and, uh, yeah. So, but when I transferred. So, you did have TV, a Fetch and a Foxtel box? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, and you've still got those boxes sitting there next to the new TV? Yep, I have. And the Foxtel's uh, hooked up and working fine. Yep. Um, so, well, I assume it is. I, I, I think there's Foxtel actually on the smart TV as well. Yeah, there's, there's, there's probably an app, um, but it's you just need to log into it. It's no, no big deal. It's a very different user experience to just using the box, though, if you like the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, um, so the, the, the problem I'm having is the getting the fetch, fetch connected. Like, if I go through the apps on the new TV, there's no app there for fetch, or like, you know, icon there for fetch. There's everything else is there, but uh, like, you know, you got Foxtel and Netflix and all those sort of things. Yes. But there's nothing there for, for fetch. So, so you I plugged could... it into HDMI port? Yep, yep. Now, the big thing is if it's a new Samsung, I won't lie to you, I'm not a fan of their user interface. But when you – of, of the, the, the system, you know, when you press the home button on the like the buttons that come up oh, on yeah, screen, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Not a massive fan of it, right? It may, they make it a bit yeah. harder to get to HDMI 1, essentially, than it yeah, should be. Okay. So right. when, you, when you first plug the box in – so what I would actually do is I'd probably unplug – oh, if it's already been plugged in, it'll probably recognize it. But you might have a spare HDMI port because there's normally three or four on the TV. What I would do right. is I would have the TV turned on. Is it wall-mounted yeah. or just sitting on a stand? Uh, no, it's on a stand. Great. So unplug the fetch box and plug it into a different HDMI port. And then the right. TV, a Samsung TV, will automatically say, you know, like new device detected. It'll do a bit of mucking around. At that point, it kind of tries to work out what the box is. And you can use the oh. Samsung remote to tell it that it's a fetch box and all that stuff. But actually, you can also kind of just skip through. But just, just very carefully read what it asks you on the screen. And then it'll make the fetch box one of the options along the menu bar. So when I press home on my Samsung TV here, I can see uh, Samsung TV Plus, Foxtel, um, Stand, Netflix. But I can also see Blu-ray, which is my Blu-ray player, and HDMI 1. So it's just sitting right there on that menu for me to then go to at any point in time. If it did yeah. detect it correctly, it might call it fetch. Hey, it might even show you the fetch logo. Now, if it doesn't appear, when you press the home button on your TV, does yep. it, oh, on the left-hand side of the TV, do you remember there being like a, a search box and then a picture of like a yep. flower and then media? So on that yeah. left-hand yeah. bar, if you go across yeah. to the left, it's search yeah. I'm, ambient. I'm not sure at the moment. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. Search ambient media. And then down the bottom, it says connected devices. So right. press the home button, press the left arrow, and then go down yeah. to connected devices. And it's yeah. there that you can choose HDMI 1 or 2 or whatever it is. And, oh, no. and if you see it there, you can press the down arrow and go add to home and it'll add uh, it to your home page. So it is there, I'm sure, because it's just a HDMI output. And then once you yeah. can bring it up on the screen, you just use the fetch remote to navigate it and find all your recordings and the like. 
Right, okay, yeah. Now, I wouldn't have worried about it from the recordings, really. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And if I mean, Fetch is the best way to record live TV. Full stop. Uh, no, yep. no, no questions asked. What are you still using the the Foxtel box for, though? I've got to ask. Well, um, I, I probably don't know. I didn't realise that you could get get it through uh, through the TV. Well, I probably I probably saw it when I first bought bought it up. But you've got to sign in and everything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I just in the box. I only say this to you because honestly, um, Fox. I mean, I don't know how much you're paying a month, but it's expensive. And now that you've got a great TV. The Binge app uh, and the KO app are probably enough to get you by with all the channels that you normally watch. Right, all okay. the TV shows that you would normally watch are there, on demand, ready to watch. Binge is, uh, I'm going to say, $15 a month, and, and KO is $25-plus a month, and that's probably right. way cheaper than what you're spending now on Foxtel. Yeah, well, I've got it all bundled in with a phone and iPhones. And Don't be you know. sucking into that, mate. Separate it out and find out what you can save. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, still, you don't have a home landline still, do you? Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, we got one when we got here, but we haven't used it. We're, it's sort of pretty hopeless. So you I'm got mobile gonna, phones, gonna... obviously, and you're talking about with, with Telstra, right? Yeah, I'm with Telstra. I've got the mobile phone. I've got a landline. I've got two mobiles. I've got an uh, uh, iPad. I've got Foxtel, and I've got uh, the like the the modem, like uh, you know yep. the internet modem. Yep. All right, the one. They've got your hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. Look, Errol, <laughs> I'm not. Let's just deal with one problem at a time. I want you to yep. find your fetch box. So go um, yep. home, left arrow, connected devices, and then find it there, or unplug yep. it, plug it into a different HDMI, and follow the instructions. Right. And then Errol, right. when you want to save some money, give me a buzz. And we'll talk about all those costs. Internet, mobile phone, mobile phone, Foxtel. My guess, we can probably save you probably $50 to $100 a month. Oh, wow. Yes. I'm not joking. All right? So I want you to just sort yourself out, be happy. And then, like, in a few weeks, send me another email. And then we'll we'll organize a time to sit down with your numbers in front of you so that we know what we can save you, all right? Fantastic. That's great. Good on you, Errol. Right, Trevor. Have a great That's day, awesome. my friend. Yeah, you too, mate. Thanks very much. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Good on you. Yeah. I'm, uh, <clears throat> I didn't really have the mental capacity to do it there, and I didn't want to take Errol by surprise, but I feel like Errol's in that situation that we've had several callers over the last six months where it's just – it's e- and I get it. It's easier for Telstra to just do that and sell you it all. Um, what I want is for Errol to be able to call Telstra and say – I don't need this, this, and this. What's the minimum I can be spending? And I want that number to be close to what I can get him by switching to, I don't know, Aussie Broadband for his internet, Boost Mobile for his phone, or Koga Mobile if possible, um, and really, really hit the town saving some cash. Because, you know, Errol, I'm just going to make assumptions here based on voice and, and, and likelihood. Errol sounds like a probably he's a probably retired older gentleman. Probably doesn't have the worries of a mortgage, so mortgage stress isn't hitting him. But, you know, you want to save your coins. So uh, let's see how that pans out. Anyway, EFTM.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Great to have your company. Trevor Long taking your calls. Nell's on the line. G'day, Nell. Hey, Trevor. How are you? Very well. What can I do for you? 
Trevor, I'm hoping you might be able to give me some guidance. Mm -hmm. um, I am looking for smartwatch for my nine-year-old son. Yep. Um, he's not quite ready yet to have a mobile phone. What makes you say that? For all the, well, it just would be a gaming device at this stage. You think he would just use it for gaming? Yeah. Have you it seen how, be... how bad cheap mobile phones are at gaming? Yeah, I have. Um, <laughs> I, I guess it's just a deliberate. No, right, mate, listen, to... I'm with you. My, my kids, it was a high school thing, right? Um, yeah. Sadly, yeah. because my youngest two are so close together at 13 months apart, um, they ended up getting, I mean, I'm going over old ground and not really relevant to you, but I'll just tell you anyway. We, we ended up getting phones, two phones for the kids. Luckily, I have phones everywhere, so it was not a problem. But SIM cards for the kids that would sit at the kind of with the car keys, right? And it would be like, okay, you want to go up the shops on your own, do you, Harry? Sure, take the phone so we know where you are. Um, and yeah. it's ended up being, uh, mate, turn it on silent and put it in your bag so we know you've got to school and back as well in year six. And then on a Friday, yes. they all go to the park in year six and so he can message us, tell us what time he's coming home, etc. So he would argue he has a phone. I would argue it's so much easier to take a phone off a 10-year-old than it is a 15-year-old. But um, I just found that to be... The simplest way of going, I'm glad he's at school. He can message me. Job done. Um, and also, you know, very easy to kick him off um, with screen time and those kind of things. But you're thinking smartwatch, right? So which ones have you looked at? So I'm at the very beginning of looking to looking into it. Yep. Um, I've seen a very big and chunky watch that kind of looks like something between a sort of a gadget you know, I, I would think it was probably more suitable for a younger child. It's something that he's going, um, he's going to get teased for. Let's be real. It's not a good-looking exactly, watch. Exactly. No, exactly. So I'm wanting something that's discreet, um, something that actually looks like a, a grown-up watch that will, you know, it could even last him into his, you know, early teen years. Um, what sort of phone do you have, Mum? Uh, Apple. Okay. Um, we're all Apple. Um I did consider just getting him a dumb phone for all those reasons you've outlined yep. before. Um, but I just think for him, the right transition step would be yep. Love it. the watch. Um, and then depending on how. Do you, you know, happen to know how good the mobile coverage is at your son's school? I think it's pretty good. Okay. So yes. there's two options I'll give you. The Space Talk Adventurer. Well, they have, yeah. they have a couple of different models. But Space Talk Kids Watches, look, the interface, the graphics on them feel very childlike, but they actually yeah. don't look that bad on the wrist. They're not a bad-looking watch, and they come in a bunch of colours, et cetera, et cetera. So Space Talk is the first one I'd get you to look at. Now, that's an Aussie company. Okay. They do great yeah. things, and they have improved a lot over the years for that very reason of we just needed to look better, folks, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, and they are yeah. everywhere now. They are at Big W. They are at the Good Guys. They are at Office Works. They're everywhere. They they do very well. You're talking about three hundred to three hundred and fifty dollars. Um, and you know, the, as I said, the different colours which are laid to either make it kind of fit with what he wears and what he looks like in terms of his uniform and yeah. stuff, or or not. And the great thing is, because they're in so many retailers now, you can probably get hands on with one and get a really good look at it. Um, the second one, and this may shock you, is an Apple Watch. Right, okay. Now, you need an app, any Apple Watch that is cellular connected. Um, 
so that means it's got to have the the LTE, the the the, the SIM card capability, right? There's yep. no physical SIM card in yep. it, but um, so you, you know, now we're talking. You're not going to get the the cheap Apple Watch doesn't have that, right? So you you've got to have. I'm trying to think about the Apple Watch SE, which is the um, kind of the entry level Apple Watch. Um, I'm yep. just scrolling to to refresh my memory because it's been so long since I've looked. I actually don't think they come with um, what they call a cellular model anymore. So you're talking, right. uh, we're going to go to the Series 8, basic Series 8, and you want the 4G connected one. So we're starting to spend some money here, right? But mm. this is a device that will definitely mm. last into his absolute teenage years to the point where he gets yeah. a phone. But here's what happens with an yeah. Apple Watch, right? An Apple Watch can be paired to your phone, but not as your watch under Apple Watch family sharing. And what it does is it creates a unique phone number for his watch. It creates a unique set of rules for his watch, i.e. it's school mode from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. So the the watch face goes yellow and he can't use it. No notifications come through. Teachers can glance at it and know that he's in school mode. No issues. But you can open up your app and see where he is. You can message him. Uh, he can message you um, outside of school hours. It's phenomenal. The only reason my kids stopped using it was because at my kid's school, Vodafone is horrible. And right. unfortunately, there's only one provider you can set this up on. It's called Phone, I think it is. And it it's on the Vodafone network. And the reason that was bad for me was because an Apple Watch has a great battery life, day, day and a half, except when it's in really low mobile coverage it's constantly trying to try and get better coverage and so it just it just blew the battery out every day and it, it was not worth it for us so i i love the idea of the apple watch um for kids but it's it's just an expensive option that's all space talk is your gateway it space talk though yeah. is, is not going to be a year eight watch at best you'd be wearing it in year seven but Again, I'm just thinking mm. down that, you know, am I going to get teased mode? I know we shouldn't talk about it that way, but let's be real about life. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah. going to happen, right? So um, the, I, yeah, I did check out the Space Talk one and I just went straight in my head to, oh, wow, he's going to get picked on because yeah. he's got this homing device on his wrist. Yeah. 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 So it becomes really, in terms of your options, I genuinely think you're down to Apple Watch, dumb phone, or really cheap smartphone. And, yeah, okay. and look, here's the thing. Um, hand-me-downs that exist in your family, people get new phones, old phones, da, 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 da. so I'm not, I'm not suggesting getting an iPhone 8. But if you were to find, for example, an old iPhone in a drawer, setting up an iPhone for a child is actually way easier than setting up an Android phone for a child because you can lock them down, like legit... This thing does nothing. It doesn't do any apps. It's not allowed. It's, you can just make calls and texts. Like you can literally lock them down. Whereas an Android phone, and I'm guilty of this, my kids can do anything on their phones um, because right. they're Android and uh, they already had Google accounts. And it was just too hard to do the family setup thing. So, you know, we, we just, we have this freedom-based situation where we just look at them and tell them to get off and they do. Um, it also, and again, I'm, I'm preaching parenting, but at 10, they're completely reasoned kids. They can argue with you pretty well. It allows you to start the conversation about screen time rules and all that stuff that says, look, 
And it, it, it was a, it was at 13. My son did this, but I don't have a problem doing it at 10 or 11 either. Get them to sign a digital contract. It's not going to be verbose. It's going to be dot points. I'm not going to use it for anything but this. I'm only going to use it at these hours. And they sign their name. And it's this thing that you can throw back in their face. And you say, no, no, mate, you, you, you're not using that phone for anything but this. And that's why. Next year in high school, sure, mm. et cetera, et cetera. So while it feels like it's going to be a gaming device, it, it can't be a gaming device if it's sitting on the on the table charging near the keys. And if you walk past and it's not there, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. You think you're watching YouTube tomorrow, do you? No, you're not because you didn't use your phone today and you weren't allowed to. I don't know. You know, it's it starts the conversation. So yeah. <clears throat> Apple Watch is an expensive yeah. option. Dumb phone is definitely a, a, you know, a simple, easy way to do it. Um, but it won't allow you to track them, so you won't know where he is, um, which I think is one of the things most parents want for a bit of peace of mind. Did they arrive at school? Yeah, Did yeah. they not? Correct. And we yeah. still use that today. My my son at in year 11, I get a notification that he's he's driven past my office, which means he's on the bus on his way to the station. And then I get a notification half an hour later that he's caught the train, he's at school. So he doesn't care because he can see where I am as well. Like it's a, it's a really yeah. great Life360 is I think a game-changing app on every phone that allows parents and families to have really genuine conversations about these things. And no one's perfect, and no family is avoid of devoid of you know issues in this space. But um, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not worth ruling out a smartphone just because you think it'll be used in a certain way. That might actually be the trigger for the conversation to learn about that stuff. Absolutely, and establish a really uh, good starting point for the rocky teenagers ahead because i'm telling you they're rocky yeah stuff happens that yeah. you don't expect even the best laid plans as they say do you know what i mean so um if i can encourage anyone anything it's it's just trying to encourage conversation openness about this stuff so that they're you know you're willing to look at each other's messages and all that kind of stuff so that you can really have complete openness and then it's like dude we're giving you this freedom and and that's that's that comes with this small price, which is uh, I know what your phone number is, I know where you are, and you better tell me when you got get there. And if you don't, you won't be allowed to go there again. That kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. All right, good luck. Um, I don't think I helped, well. but good Thank luck. <laughs> no, no, you did. You um, you certainly um, brought uh, you know all that information on the potentially going down the uh, the Apple basic Apple phone line and just locking all the other stuff down no worries good luck thanks so much thanks Nell. cheers thanks Trevor. no cheers. worries cheers Bye. um it's not an easy conversation and i hate talking like that because i feel like i'm preaching but i hope that everyone realizes my advice is purely advice it's not uh, law you know i'm not telling you how to parent i'm giving you experience and uh, thoughts and hopefully we all collaboratively come up with a way that works for our families and our our own individual needs um it's not easy for anyone this is the eftm podcast taking your calls trevor long happy to help if i can warren's on the line g'day warren hey trevor how you going yeah really good mate what can i do for you mate um I've just purchased a new car. It's got Apple CarPlay, but mm. I have a Samsung phone. Okay. Um, how, I've how, been told what model do that, you know? that uh, I don't know. How old, how old do you reckon <laughs> uh, it is? Oh, the, the car's brand new. No, no, the year. phone. Sorry, the phone. Oh, the phone. Sorry, it's a Samsung A12. A12, right. Yep, go on. Um, now, what, is, what I've been told is there is some sort of 
app or a device I can get that plugs into a USB that can allow my Samsung to talk to my Apple CarPlay. Okay, so we're going to stop you right there, and the language is, is, is different. So Apple CarPlay will never work with a Samsung phone. But um, oh. your car most likely also has what's called Android Auto. Okay? That's Android's version of Apple CarPlay, if you want to put it that way. Do you know – sorry, do you, don't know, you don't know what car you've got? Uh, yeah, the car is a LDV. LDV um, – Let's just, uh, do you know if it's a T60 or a D90? T60. Yeah, yeah T60. Uh, I'm just going to have a quick look. I reckon it does have Android Auto. Android Auto. I'm just going to look it up. Um, they Well, at the yard, they told me it didn't. <laughs> well, I, I I just don't believe that. It seems uh, seems strange. Uh, uh, you know, it's very very current, very, model, uh, very recent. Oh, no, you're right. I'm just reading a... Android Auto isn't featured natively. Wow, that's um, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> I can't believe that. So um, they, it says, they told me it, says it can be like a... accessed via the Q-Link system in the central car screen. I mean, what, what the hell does that mean? So that, the critical well, thing well, here that... is when you plug your phone in, you're using yeah. a cable. Um, how many yeah. USB ports are there? There'd be a couple, I'm assuming. Are they There's labeled? Uh, yeah, it just says USB. One of them doesn't say USB and the other one doesn't say battery or anything like that? Like, No, no. So normally in every other car I've driven, there's multiple USB ports, but only one of them operates Android Auto or Apple CarPlay. The other ones are just there to charge your phone. So the first thing to right. do is actually check whether or not it's the right USB port. So using a cable, plug it in, turn the car on, plug it in, see, wait 10 seconds if nothing happens, plug it in the next one. Wait 10 seconds if nothing yep. happens, plug it in, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now, yeah, I, I, I did that and it brings up my phone book. Yeah, no, that's um, that's pretty standard, yeah. Well, that's, that's standard, but it won't uh, allow me to go on to Google Maps. No. And the, the car yard said that there was something I could purchase for $200. Oof. That plug plugged into the USB port and allowed my Android to talk to the Apple CarPlay. Wow! And I have no idea what they're going on about. <laughs> so I hear you on Triple M, and I um, figured I'd give you a call see if we could work something out. Mate, this is remarkable. I mean, I just had no idea that they didn't have Android Auto. I would have said out out of the box. Of course, it does. Um, <laughs> So the problem is normally to get Android Auto, if you don't have it, you gotta you gotta put in a new head unit. Like you gotta put in a a whole Something new that's compatible. Yes. See, the, yeah. there's kind of dongles you talk about, right? Like I've got one. I just bought one from uh, Quadlock. Where is it? I think it's sitting here somewhere. Yeah. <clears throat> For because my new car doesn't have wireless Apple CarPlay. It only has wired. So I bought from Quadlock the wireless Apple CarPlay adapter. It was two hundred dollars. And what happens is right. I plug this into the USB cord. And then my phone wirelessly connects whenever I get into the car to this device. And my car yep. thinks that it's just my phone's plugged in, but it's not. It's wireless. But, mate, if, yep. you, if your phone won't work with a cable, then it's not suddenly going to work with some other dongle. Um, <laughs> mate, I'm going to have to take this one on notice. I'm going to have to put this out to the world and ask whether anyone else knows someone who owns an LDV T60. Brand new. We're not talking 
2018 model. We're talking 2022, 23 model, right? 23, yeah. That's wild. Um, And whether there's any way to get it working. Because it's interesting that that review I mentioned that I read says Mm -hmm. that um, the manufacturer, i.e. LDV or the local people, and I will send them an email as well. Uh, Where did I see it? I'm going to look it up again. Android. Um, The local distributor tells us it can be accessed via the Q-Link system in the car central screen. Now, yeah, that that only accesses the phone book and that sort of stuff. It doesn't. Allow so, does me it to come do up as Google like Maps. a? Does the phone book come up as like a, like an icon that you can access? So it looks like uh, you're accessing recent, uh, your phone. Well, it comes up on the head unit. The recent calls and yeah, but every every ca- that, that happens via Bluetooth, mate. That's that's rubbish. That's, yeah, like that happens via Bluetooth. It does. It does nothing. Yeah, the right. Q the Q link is either cable or Bluetooth. Mm. Well, <laughs> mate, here's the, here's the best solution. Save up and get yourself an iPhone. Oh no, I don't. I, I, I don't like technology on them. I, <laughs> I'm a Samsung bloke all the way through. Yeah, well, mate, I, I'm I'm really disappointed that there's not. See, I, I I'm going to email them, but I'll tell you right now, they'll say they don't support it, and they'll say it's in, coming in an update to new models. But I bet you it doesn't get rolled back to yours, and. Well, the yeah. funny thing was the 2017, 2018 model actually featured both Android and Apple. That is amazing. They've gone backwards. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, mate. Well, um, question on notice. I'm going to look it up because I, I have a contact at LDV. I will ask them the question. And, uh, mate, I will see if I can get a blooming answer as quick as I can. <laughs> Thank you very much, Trevor. Appreciate it. All right, mate. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Thank you. Have a good day. No worries at all. Yeah, that's a, that's a strange one, isn't it? Like, can you imagine a car today being sold without Android? But, like, if it had neither of them, sure. But no Android Auto? Very interesting. I will look into this for you. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Thank you once again for listening. Uh, all the details of Samsung's announcements uh, in Korea this week, the, the new folding and flipping and whatever other devices are coming, uh, will be at EFTM.com. And, of course, Two Blokes Talking Tech will, uh, uh, gee whiz, will we try and get your pod? I don't know what's going to happen with that, but there'll be something this week, I assure you. But most importantly, EFTM.com will have you covered with all the details um, if you want to check that live. And, of course, uh, download the EFTM app and you'll get notifications in real time as we publish stories. And yes, I've got a lot of work to do on the app. We're getting there. Just, you know, got to get into the new financial year. You've got to have some bills paid. There ain't no money in the bank. Okay, we need some money in the bank first. Uh, speaking of which, thanks to the great people at LG for their support of EFTM and the EFTM podcast. Um, if you're looking for home appliances, you know where to go. Check them out, uh, lg.com. And uh, yeah, all the details, eftm.com. We'll uh, be back next week for another episode. Talk to you then. Mm-hmm.